What happened to hallelujah? Praise Jesus. Nobody don't want to take a test. Father, we thank you that everybody heart. God is looking to you on tonight. We thank you, Father God, for allowing us to come together once again. We thank you for our helper, our teacher. We thank you, God, for the spirit of truth. We thank you for sanctifying us in the truth on tonight. Thy word is true. So, Father, I thank you that I have been already crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. In Jesus' name, amen. I thank God for the teachings that we have been getting in these teachings is for us to use as we go out and represent our Father. Amen? And wherever we go, the Spirit will stir up these gifts as He wills. And how these gifts are stirred up is through the Word of God. The more you spend time in the Word of God through the teachings that you're getting, you're getting yourself ready and prepared for what God wants to do in you and through you. So through these teachings, um, we were talking about the power gifts. We talked about the gift of faith. Um, Last time we were together, we talked about the workings of miracles. And I'm here to tell you, this has not passed away. These gifts are still in operation because these gifts are in us. And we as believers, we don't need no sign and no wonder to know that God is real and that God will manifest himself through us to show other people that don't know God that he is God. And that's the purpose of the gifts. And another purpose of the gift, it is for us to help one another with these gifts. But we need to focus more on those that don't know the Father. Once we get taught, we go out and say, Lord, you know, as the Spirit wills, I am willing to do whatever God will have me to do. And I think most of us believers don't really think about what we carry. We're carrying the glory of God. We're carrying the nine gifts of the Spirit. And the more you desire these gifts, the more that um, you're seeking them and you desiring these gifts, God will stir up, the Spirit will stir up one of these gifts or two of these gifts in you to use while you out doing what you're doing for the Father. Amen? So let's look at the workings of miracles again. We'll go over that briefly. And dealing with the working of miracles, we know that it's a manifestation of the Spirit. What is the working of miracles? It's a supernatural gift given by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, which overrides the laws of nature. It is considered a sign and wonder. With the working of miracles, it is outside nature, meaning that if someone did not have an arm, and an arm grows out right before your eyes, you should not be amazed because that's the working of miracles in operation. God is showing whoever don't have that arm that he's a God of the miraculous. That's why I say working of miracles because it's a miracle outside the natural realm that man didn't do. It had to come through the power of God. That's what we call a miracle. So we as believers should be ready to operate in these gifts. They have not passed away. And the more you desire these power gifts, the more they will operate in your life. I don't know about you, but I want to see people healed. I want to see them delivered. I want to see them set free. I want the blind to see, the lame to walk. I want the deaf to hear. I want incurable diseases to be healed so people will know that this had to be God. 
We don't get the glory from this. God gets all the glory. We are the vehicle, the instrument that God used to let people know that he still is God. Amen. So we actually bring in heaven here on earth. People don't have to wait to get to heaven to be healed. People don't have to wait to get to heaven to see a miracle. We are kingdom citizens, and they should be seeing these miracles amongst us. But I believe the reason why these miracles are not coming forth in the healings and the gift of faith is because we look at so many natural means and what we have in front of us, we feel as if, well, if this don't work, I can do this. So it's just like we go back and forth. But when you're standing on God's word and you believe in what God's word says, then you're not going to go outside of what God's word says, no matter what it looked like, no matter what it appeared to be. This is why you need a relationship with God in order for these gifts to operate in your life. If you're not spending time in your word, don't be going to try something. Um, let's say you get sick. And all of a sudden, you, you haven't even visited the word. You haven't even taken the time to know about healing, to know what the word of God is saying. By Jesus Christ, you were already healed. Now, all of us can say that, amen. That can come out of your mouth. But when pain hits your body, some of us say, I ain't got time for that to manifest. Just give me anything, anything just to take the pain away. When the pain ease away, then we start believing God again. But when the pain come back, then we go back to what we took. But dealing with the gifts of the spirit, when you're standing on God's word, you can stand on his word because you believe that this is what the word says and the word has already done what he has said, what he said. So if you're standing and you're waiting on God to manifest himself, that is not the gift of healing and operation that I'm going to go over tonight. Or the working of miracles. The working of miracles is outside of nature. Like Jesus turned the water into wine in John the second chapter. That was outside of nature. Come on, water. You got water, but you pour it out and there, there's wine. You know, that's outside of natural means. How about Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead? We know that's outside of what? Natural means. That's a resurrected body that was already dead. So we see the widow's oil. When we look at how Elijah told her what to do with the oil, is that Second Kings, the fourth chapter? Or the fifth? Where is it at? Fourth chapter, telling her what to do with the oil. She had some oil in her house, but he said, go get as many vessels as you can find. You know, that had to be a working of miracles. But what did he tell her? He said, shut the door. And she shut the door with her and her sons. And she started pulling out, pouring out the oil into those vessels. What happened when the oil stopped, when there was no more vessels, the oil stopped. Y'all know that had to be a miracle. She just had a pot of oil, but she had many vessels. That's God. How did that work? That worked through the word of God. She had to get a word from the Lord to stand on. And by her believing that word and going forth in that word, that's when the miracle took place. And the Bible says that it was still, she had money to pay her debt. And she had, what, stuff to live off of. She had, you know, money and still paid her debt. 
Y'all know that's a working of miracles. Two fish, five loaves of bread. Come on today, if you had two fish and five loaves of bread and God didn't tell you to use two fish or five loaves of bread and you tried it and it didn't feed 5,000 and then more than that with women and children, you knew that that was not a working of miracles. But if you had two fish and five loaves of bread and you got a whole crowd that's filling this church, that's all on the outside and you're saying, God is saying, okay, I want you to take the two fish and five loaves of bread, and I want you to take and just pass it on. And it feeds everybody. Everybody knows it was a working of miracles. But if you're doing that on your own accord, it's not going to work. That's why you have to have a relationship with God. You have to hear what the word has to say, and you have to believe the word for yourself outside of what it looked like. The way God work is, he worked outside of natural laws. He want people to know I can take the impossible and make it possible. God don't take what's possible and um, let people think that this is what I done. He take the impossible, what man cannot do. So that's what we have to stand on is the impossible so it becomes possible so people know, I know that has to be God. That's what the working of miracles um, does. How about um, Moses when God told him to take the rod and he put the rod over the, the ponds, he put it over the screams, he put it over the brooks and it turned into blood. Just by him being obedient to the word of God, it was a working of miracles. How about when Moses, he took and hit the rock and water come from the rock. Come on, hit a rock today and God didn't tell you, you trying to do what Moses done, nothing happens. But if God is telling you to do that, guess what he's going to do? He's not going to have you by yourself. He's going to have somebody that don't believe in him and he's going to say, I want you to hit that rock. And you hitting the rock and the person that's there with you, they're going to be, I know there's a God. Because the water did come from a rock. So what God is doing, he's bringing people unto him. He's showing his power and he's showing his power through you. But if we as believers don't believe in what God is doing, how are you going to get somebody else to believe what you don't believe? That's why you have to spend time in the word and say, God, if this is what your word is saying, I believe it. Even though, you know, sometimes we do doubt, it does not change his word because God's words stay the same. So it takes a relationship in order for us to receive the things that God has already provided. So let's look at the working of um, the gifts of healing on tonight. I think I gave you a lot on the working of um, miracles. Also with Peter, um, then when it was in prison in Acts 5 and the angel she came in and opened the door. They walked out, and guess what? The guards was right there at the door of the prison. They didn't even know they were gone, and they were out there preaching the word of God. So how did they get out of that prison? The guards didn't let them out, so it had to be a miracle. It had to be something out of the, out of the norm. So the gift of healing. What is the gift of healing? It's a supernatural gift given by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit flowing through the believer to heal all sickness and disease it is a supernatural gift given by the inspiration of the holy spirit flowing through the believer to heal all sickness and disease that's what the gift of healing is now understand that the gift of healing what the gift of healing is not the gift of healing is not receiving your healing through doctors of medicine that's not the gift of healing in operation god don't need no help when God, see some people say, God used the doctors to heal me. Uh-uh. 
God don't need no doctor to heal you. God can do that all by himself. Let's quit trying to say that because we didn't stand. He do not use natural means. God is a supernatural God. And I'm, it's a true story that I was watching. I tell y'all, God always set me up before my teaching. It was this, um, the name of the, this thing is Glorious. And it's about a little boy who his uh, stepfather just beat him with cords in the basement and beat his mom. The stepdad beat him so much he wouldn't even cry while he was just hitting him hard with the cords. So one day he decided to join a gang because he wasn't getting what he needed from at home. He was mad at his mother because his mother allowed the stepdad to do this to him, would not stop him. And um, he was upset with her for allowing him to beat on her as well. So he decided to join the gang and his friend said, now he was 12 years old. He said, aren't you afraid to get beat by this gang? He said, no, I'm used to it so I can take it. And I mean, they literally beat him. But it was like nothing to him because his stepdad had just beat on him all the time. At age 12, the leader of the gang gave him a gun and he gave him a watch post. So he carried the gun around with him to school and everything. He was picked on in school. So he was already angry through his um, stepfather and through what his mother allowed him to go through. So when he got picked on, the guy that picked on him, he came back and shot the guy right in the open. He even shot people that was in vans that was another gang. As he grew up, he ended up going into a home, a group home. But the home he went into, there was teaching him about Jesus. And he told the man, he said, there is no God. He said, there is no God because when my stepfather beat me so much, he said, if there was a God, God would have stopped him. So he was angry with God. He was angry with everybody. So he stayed in there and he began to change a little. He began to go into the word. So he left and went back home. He said, I'm going to change my life. He went, started back at school and he was doing good in school. One other gang member he hit him with a piece of paper. He hit him back, and then the guy was beating on him, and he beat him down. He went back to the group home. He wasn't even out a week and had to go back. So when he went back in there, he come out again. He got invited to a party, went to the party, started talking to this girl. They was talking about their hurt, their disappointment, and she was a Christian. They sitting in the car. The guy that started the fight starts shooting at them in the car, would not let them get out the car. He told her to run for her life. He got out the car. They beat him down. He got up. A guy that he thought was his friend had a shotgun and literally shot him. He got to the hospital. They told him, you will never use your right arm again. It's gone. It's dead. You will never have feeling in this arm again. So he was upset again because he couldn't use his arm. This guy told God, he said, if you give me back use of my arm, he said, I will serve you the rest of my life. A year after he said that, he started having feeling in his arm. And he went back to the doctor, and the doctor said, this has to be an act of God. Because there's no way that your arm should be moving. Then he had to have a year of rehabilitation, but he got his feeling back in the arm. He went to church. He started serving God. He just, just said, God, I've been angry all my life. But he started serving God. He ended up marrying that girl that he was waiting on. They got married. He ended up being in the church, da-da-da-da, telling people about gangs, the love of God, and where all his anger come from. This guy loved the Lord so much that people 
end up coming to the Lord through him. He ended up dying at the age of 37. But he was saved, and it didn't come from no gain because he turned away from the gain. So what am I saying? The point I wanted you to see was what gift was in operation when this was happening to this guy. It was miracles. It was a working of miracles, wasn't it? He got really healed, but it was a miracle. So that's how God does. And he and the girl told him, she said, if you know that God is the one that healed you and it wasn't man, why won't you serve him? And that's when he went to church with her and gave his life. When he went to the altar, he just went down to the floor just crying out to God because the message that that pastor bought saying how he was beat by many different stepfathers and how Jesus was beaten. I mean, it was just lining up with his life. So what I'm saying is these gifts that you have on the inside of you, it is not for those gifts just to be on, on the inside of you without them manifesting themselves. Now, some people may say, if I have these gifts, why aren't they manifesting in my life? Because if you're not desiring these gifts as the spirit you know, desiring them, the spirit is not going to allow these gifts to come forth. But if you're in your word and you're meditating on the gift of healing, the working of miracles, and every day you're before the Lord and your heart is going that way, it's no way you can walk past anyone that's going through in their body without the Holy Spirit giving you an unction to say, speak over that person. See, the gift of healing is instantly It ain't like just standing on healing because we as believers, we will stand on being healed. And we stand on being healed because we know that God is already a healer and he's already healed us. So we believe in what the word of God is saying outside of how we feel. So we're standing, we're trusting God, but the manifestation hasn't come yet. So when God see how you're trusting him and you're standing on his word and you're not backing off his word, then God will allow someone to come up to you and say, God said, you've been standing for this. But God said, now is your day. Healing has come. Healing will manifest. That's the gift of healing operating through somebody to let you know that you stood. Should you be amazed? No. Because you are already standing on the word. The gift of healing is going to be instant. It's going to happen instant. It's something you don't have to wait on. Um, when we look in the Bible, Matthew 10, 1, it says, And when he had called unto him his 12 disciples. Now, remember, the disciples are the followers of Jesus Christ, the learners of Jesus Christ. He called unto his disciples. He gave them power. That power there is authority against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. What did God give them? He gave them power. So they already had the power. They had the authority over unclean spirits. They had the authority over every sickness and disease. He gave them that right to heal. He gave them that right to deliver. He said, you have that authority. Use what I have given you. I'm not sending you out without the right to exercise dominion over these things. So he said, I want you to heal the sick. What does heal mean in that? In Greek, heal means to restore, restore to health. It means to cure. So God is telling them, now when you go forth, I have given you the right to restore people back to health. I have given you the right to cure people. I have given you the right to heal people. You have that right. So this is what we have to understand. 
When God give us the right and the authority over something, that means that we can walk in a place and whatever's going on in that place don't have to go on in that place because God said, I've given you dominion over that. That's why it says that those disciples, look at verse 8, 10, 8. He said, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely you have received, freely give. He said, I have given you this right. I have given you this power freely. He said, freely you have um, been given this. Freely you um, give what I have given you. So that means when we walk in a room, y'all, we follow what God said. He said, heal the sick, raise the dead. So when you're following word, the word of God, you should not walk past somebody. You're going to have an unction if you're in the word and God say, Okay, you feeling that unction. You are the healed of the Lord. Rise up off of your bed of affliction. All of a sudden, immediately it happens. Why? Because this is God using you to let that individual know that God is Jehovah Rapha. He is the God that healeth thee. I think that we limited God because what we do, we're thinking this is normal. This is going to happen. When you get a certain age, these things are going to come upon you. Ain't that what we think? Well, it goes through the generation. Well, if your mama had it, you look for it. If your daddy had it, you look for it. It's in the genes. But the blood never, ever loses its power. So if we're kingdom citizens, then we have to think kingdom. That means that just because this one had it don't mean I have to have it. Because I'm a king's kid. I don't receive that because that's not what the word says. And I only follow what the word says, not what you say. This is what you say, but this is what my father has told me. We have to be so confident and so sure in what God is saying that we don't back up. We keep on thanking God for what he has given us. Guess what he's given you? You got healing power on the inside of you. You got resurrection power on the inside of you. You are a walking bomb, meaning that when you open your mouth and you speak forth, knowing what you already have, you have an expectancy that it's already done. We're supposed to have an expectancy that this is what God has said, so I speak it forth in the name of Jesus because this is his word, and we know what the Bible says. God is not man that he should lie right? Neither the son of man that he shall repent. Have he not? Shall he not? Have he not? And shall he not? So if we know that he's not a liar, when we speak his word, we say that's the word. Whether you receive it or not, it is still the word and it ain't coming back to my daddy void, but it's going to go out and accomplish everything that I have spoken. So be it unto you right now in Jesus name. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to receive what he said already belonged to us. You already got it. This is what I had to get in my head. It's already yours. Why are you trying to work for something that's yours? Praise me for what you know you already have. Why are you waiting on a manifestation and you already got it? Give me glory for what I already done. If you waiting on it to get done, you don't believe I already done it. He said it's already done. So he said we sit and wait for pain to stop when we should say pain, you go in Jesus' name. 
up that I am pain free because you said I was pain free before the pain came. So see, our minds got to be so renewed to the truth, but we ain't renewed our minds enough to overcome what's coming at us. You think things ain't going to come at you? They're going to come at you because we're in a falling world. But when they come at us, we got to come at it with the word. He said, I have given you power. I have given you right over all of these things. So when these disciples went out with the right to act, you think you ain't going to act? Come on, Tyson, if your boss gave you the right to be in charge for a day, you're going to act like you ain't in charge or you're going to get the job done. So when they come up to you, you're going to say, wait a minute. Excuse me. Today, I'm your supervisor. And don't you forget that. So this is your order for today. If you choose to do it, you do it. If you don't, you don't. But this is what's going to happen if you don't. Why do we take authority in those realms, in the natural realm? But when it comes to the supernatural realm, we back up like we don't have what God has given us. He said, if I have given it to you, use what I have given you. The enemy want us to feel like that it don't work. Because guess what happens? Have you ever had a headache and you speak in the word and seem like it just throbs and just keep on throbbing and it keep on throbbing and you keep speaking the word and it keeps on throbbing and all of a sudden you just say, just bring on the Tylenol. But have y'all noticed you still got to wait for the Tylenol to kick in and the only reason the Tylenol is kicking in because you believe in it having an effect. Y'all didn't know that? Your mind thinks like this. Tylenol works. Give me Tylenol. But it takes your mind to react to Tylenol for it to work. If you believe it didn't work, you want something else. Some people body already done built its immune, uh, built itself up to Tylenol, so you got to go to something else. Because Tylenol don't affect you no more. Why you think they give you higher doses of stuff? Some people can take two pills, they're okay. Some people got to take four. Why is that? Because their body done got used to two, so they got to up the dose because it don't buy. Why do you think somebody that's addicted to something keeps trying to find something that gets them to that place they need to be and can't find it? It takes more. So thank you, Holy Ghost. It's going to take more of this word. By us getting into this word, this word getting into us and not just taking one day and reading a scripture and letting it go. It didn't got in you. You got head knowledge. You can spit out head knowledge, but if it's heart knowledge, guess what? You're going to have confidence. You're going to be like that tree and you ain't going to be moved because you know what the word says to you for yourself. You ain't waiting on nobody to speak nothing over you because you know what the word has said to you. So you ain't living by what people say. You living by what the word says. Does it take time to get there? Yes. But if you don't stay in the word, you never get there. Quit trying to fake it to make it and tell people, God said you heal and you can't even believe it for yourself. Take your medicine. The word is your medicine and you home popping everything you can pop. Come on, let's just be honest. Come on now. Let's just tell people this. The word don't change. God is still a healer whether or not you 
Um, believe him or not, he's still a healer. Whether you take those pills or not, God is still a healer. But you will never find out that he is until you leave natural means and trust him for yourself. This is the truth, y'all. Why do we get into the word of God and we tell people what God can do until it hits us? It, the best thing for us to do until we really get ourselves built up in the word is to say nothing. It's to say, that's what he said, and leave it alone. <laughs> just say, that's what he said, and just leave it alone. Don't, don't preach to nobody about nothing you ain't doing, because when it hits you and it hit, you ain't going to be preaching like you were preaching before. You're going to be moaning and groaning and trying to think of some help on where you can get some from. Truth. Let's look at another scripture. Mark 16, 15 through 18. Now, this is that great commission. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believe not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that what? Believe. These signs shall follow what? The believers. In my name, they shall cast out devils. Believers are running from devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Believers are saying tongues went away. They shall take up serpents, and some of believers are taking up serpents and dying. And if they shall drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. This is what we're supposed to be doing. Now, with Jesus in Matthew 4.23, it says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues. What did he do first? Teach. And preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manners of sickness and all manners of diseases among the people. Jesus knew what he had. And he exercised what he had. When a sick person came before him, he believed that God was a healer and that person didn't have to be sick. So he began to speak to whatever sickness it was and say, be healed. Be made whole in Jesus' name. Do y'all know why Jesus had crowds following him? These were people that were not saved, y'all. Jesus was manifesting the glory of God to these people to such um, ways that people began to follow him and chase him down because they knew it was outside the norm. Who wouldn't follow a person that had healing under their belt, that had provision under their belt, they saw all of these things that work miracles. Who wouldn't chase that man down? That's why he had. But these people were unbelievers. But guess what got them drawn unto Jesus by these signs and wonders? They knew it was outside of the norm. So they followed him. A lot of people follow us too. You, you see a person that's in a wheelchair and you say, in the name of Jesus, I say, rise up and walk. Don't you know people that see that, they're going to tell other people, even in far places in the house, going to be packed? Because they're saying, I saw them. They're going to come up in here and say, well, let me see what you saw. I want to see what you saw. And God's going to send people and he's going to manifest himself. And it's going to draw more people that don't know him. And then you're going to have believers not even believing it themselves. That don't supposed to happen amongst us, y'all, because we supposed to know him by his names. We supposed to know those redemptive names to a point that we're not surprised. We already know what God can do. 
but he wants us to manifest him to other people so they can come to him. And it helps people to know that he's a loving God and he don't want you in this condition. So whatever you teach on, it's supposed to be demonstration. That's what's supposed to happen. People supposed to be able to know that God is still God. Amen. Matthew 8, 2. This is about a leper. A leper came to Jesus and worshiped him and said, Lord, if thou will, thou can make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. That's the gift of healing. It happened when? Immediately. Acts 3, y'all know this one. Peter and John. Now, they were Jesus' followers. They were getting trained up under Jesus. They saw the lame man. What did Peter say to that lame man? Look on us. Peter knew I got something that you need. He said, silver and gold have I none. But in the name of who? Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Peter knew what he had. So Peter exercised what he had. And that's what we should be doing. And then we look at Acts 8, 5. <clears throat> this is Philip. And y'all see what Philip did in Acts Mm -hmm. five through seven Philip did once he preached the gospel people were healed they were delivered and they were set free and we know it operates in the church according to 1 Corinthians 12 28 through 30 the gift of healing should be in operation so I'm saying that to say all of this we believers that are sitting in here tonight i believe some of you are saying god i want to see some of these things manifest if you want to see some of these things manifest then you got a whole open world that's around you on your job when you go in the mall you meet a lot of people that you see that are sick you meet a lot of people that are going through if your heart is, is drawn to those people. You go to those people and you begin to tell those people what the word has to say. And you begin to say, rise up off of your bed of affliction because God say you the already the healed of the Lord. So that gift will begin to operate in you. Some people, this is what they do. Just like us in here tonight, we're getting taught about the gifts, right? Why are you getting taught about these gifts? So you can go out, right? So you won't be ignorant to what you have, right? Guess what some people wait on? Believers want it to happen amongst them before they believe. That's what happened in the church. Now, if we got somebody in here tonight that's in the need of healing, guess what God is going to do? He's going to stir up a word of knowledge to someone in this place. That, and he's going to let them know it's someone in this building that's in the need of healing. They don't talk about what they're going through, but they go through. They have pain in their body. Right now they have pain, but they made it. So God is going to let you know what's going on. And he's going to say, whoever it is in this place that's going through in your body, and that pain has been there for a long time, God said, this is your night to be healed. Be healed and be made whole in Jesus' name. Rise up off your bed of affliction. Your pain has gone and left right now in Jesus' name. God will show himself strong. But what happened with believers, people want this to be done with believers. It ain't going to always happen 
with believers because we already know what God can do. Not unless God used a word of knowledge to call somebody out and that happens. So just like on Sundays when we're having church services or whatever, anybody seen anybody in here in a wheelchair? Anybody? We hadn't seen nobody in a wheelchair. Let's say God sends somebody in here in a wheelchair. All of a sudden they come in here. God could stir up the gift of healing right in the midst of that service and say, God say, rise up out of that wheelchair. You already healed. It's going to be done. But too many believers are waiting on, on Sundays and waiting on some type of manifestation and know that God's in the house. You should already know God's in the house. He's in you. You are the ones that's getting taught to manifest his glory as you go out. Quit trying to look within and waiting on something to happen within to say God is in the midst of us. You should already know he's in the midst of you. You should feel his peace. You should know that you're carrying him everywhere you go. You should already be done prepared your heart to what God want to do in the midst of you. We come in here to get taught. We come in here to make sure all of us are in unity. We on one accord. We come in here to fellowship one with another. We come in here, everybody in here, as the Spirit wills, he will stir up those gifts. Every joint supply. But we got to quit trying to be afraid of what God has given us. And we have to be able to move forth in decency and order and do what God has called us to do. Amen. I'm ready to see these gifts in operation, y'all. So the more you go into the word and you believe what the word is saying, God will let you know what to do and how to do it. And I believe that God can reconstruct knees. I believe he can take those knees and make those knees hold again. And the only thing we got to do is grab hold to that. I don't care what's missing. God can replace bone to God can replace everything that need to be replaced. If we believe him, man will go in there and operate, but he cannot give you what God created you with. He can't do it. And it don't last. After a while, even the bonding man had to go back in and make him better. Did they not? He was wearing eyes out. He was wearing a lot of stuff out. They had to go in there and build different things. But when it come to God, they know it was God because it's nothing in there that represents rods or nothing else or screws. It's just God himself. And that's what God want to manifest in the midst of his people. So we have to stand on what we know is true. And guess what? The power of God, that's why it's called the gifts of the spirit, because they're operated through the Holy Spirit, through the power of God. And he's willing to use whomever want to be used. But some of us are so afraid that we'll catch what people got. We said, I ain't touching that. I ain't going home with that. You don't see them people coughing and what I what I know, they might have something that I take to my house. I ain't got time for that. But when God tell you, I want you to go lay hands on them. Well, God, I, I have to sit this one out. They just look nasty. <laughs> it's nasty. I'm telling you, some people, if, if y'all knew what was around these altars, <laughs> you might not want armor bearer no more. 
but we got to trust God. You got to stay focused on what he's saying and not on what's going on around you. We went to one service, y'all. I never forget this, my aunt. I tell you, whew, we would follow the word and stuff like that and thought that night we was following the word. So we went into this service and they had this man in there preaching and we always was after us a word, y'all. We looked up there and that man, he was preaching and saying what God can do and had snot just coming down his, this just hanging. I said to myself, I said, Lord, I don't need no word tonight. Please don't let this man call me up there tonight. That's what I did. And I just did, I just did like this right here. And my aunt that was with me, she was over there saying, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy under her breath. And he called her up there. And when he called her up there, he done like this. I said, Jesus. And we were laughing so hard because she always won the word. I said, go and get it tonight. Go and get it. She, she always wanted her word. She was chasing a word. I asked, I said, did you get what you come for? <laughs> this is what I'm telling you. This, you'll be out of the spirit when you see stuff like that. Come on, y'all. You will be out of it. But when you are steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord, you don't pay that no mind. You just get a piece of tissue and say, here. Sometimes you even wipe them out for them. And, and sometimes you back off, don't you, Brother Willie? <laughs> that's, who I, that's how I know who in the spirit when they sit back down. No, come on up now. Come on up. We need some help up here. Come on up now. <laughs> so I'm telling you, y'all, God is doing some awesome things, and he want to use every person in this place to carry his glory to wherever he will have to manifest himself. God is just so awesome. He's so worthy to be praised. And when we know what he can do, we go forth in his name and we say, rise up and walk in Jesus' name. God is doing some awesome things, y'all. So I want to be in the midst of them. I don't know about you. But God wants people to know that he is God. So anything that you're ministering on to people, guess what? He's going to manifest himself because it's going to be someone in the room that need what you're ministering on. And I want to say this. You should have caught your healing tonight. Amen. It was right there. Because when God was teaching, I could feel him moving. You should have caught it and say, God, thank you. I'm already the healed of the Lord. You sent your word. And you have healed me. And you have delivered me from my destruction. I am the healed. Not going to be but I'm already healed of the Lord. Amen. So remember, God don't need no help. He don't. Because he's a supernatural God. And thank God for people he do use. Because if he didn't have people he used, what I mean used, lawyers and doctors and all of that because when we give up on God he don't give up on us he said I'm just going to give you another alternative that's where you want to go you go there but he said if you want to believe me then you're going to have to believe me alone I don't be joined in nobody else God is getting all the glory he don't share his glory with no one else they're going to know that it was God and God alone so people need to quit saying God can use me as his instrument, but it's his power that flows through me. 
So he get the glory, not me. And they're going to know it was not me. It was God. The only thing I did, check this out, is speak the word. See, man got to add something to it. But when God send you with his word, it works. So nothing is added to it. You wasn't given anything but word. That's how God works. He operates through his word, his power in his word. So that's what he does. It's in his word. Amen. So we give God glory for what we have learned on the power gifts. And we will have a test next time we meet on all three of those gifts. Amen. Do we have any announcements?